How's everybody doing? My name is Sina Palavon. Welcome to episode number 50 of the Talk Too Much podcast. We're halfway to a century. This week was a special week, as every week is a special week. This week I interviewed Miss Yam and Mr. Roth from the World of Women collection. The World of Women is currently one of the biggest and hottest NFT collections collections in the world. You may be asking yourself why. You know, you see me getting up here every week and talking about all these collections saying, hey, this is going to be one of the biggest collections. Hey, this is going to be one of the biggest collections. Hey, this collection is going to do this. Everybody's probably like, Cena, are you just saying that because they're your guests? No, they're my guests because they're, they're one of the biggest NFT collections in the world. It's the other way around. I'm not biased whatsoever. I've compl- I've approached these collections and did interviews with them because they each offer something different. And what World of Women did this last week was absurd. You know, they, they are taking over the game. Um, and let's talk about this. Miss Yam is the artist, the creator. Mr. Roth uh, is her partner, and he supports her. And they're both the creators of this World of Women NFT collection. They both got it up the ground and running. Mr. Roth is constantly in the Discord. Uh, he's the one that set up this interview with me. Um, and he's really a, a big support to Miss Yam. And together, uh, as a duo, they've created this bomb NFT collection that has made waves in the industry. Why has it made waves? Well, number one. The first thing at any NFT collection that always attracts the consumer's eye is the art, right? Their art is completely different and unique. Um, Miss Yam makes her art on Procreate and uh, edits it on Illustrator. She's a vector design artist. Um, as many of you may remember my interview with NFT artist Deface back in the day, he was also a vector artist. Miss Yam is very similar, um, except what she does is she draws women. She loves drawing women. And why does she love drawing women? Because she's very, um, she's emphatic on diversity and inclusion in the NFT space. When all these collections started coming out um, at the beginning of this year, Miss Yam noticed that they were setting up the table for another patriarchal industry, um, an industry ruled by men. And Miss Yam wanted to do something about this, and she knew that to do something about this, she had to create a collection with her skill set, with her morals but with art that sticks out, and that's what the world of women is. But that's not exactly why it's just one of the biggest collections out right now. The floor for the world of women has risen, has rose tremendously since it came out. I think it's at somewhere in the point threes right now, uh, when you could have minted this thing for point oh two or point oh five oh six something like that. Whatever the case may be, the floor has risen exponentially. And but the biggest thing is the utility, right? That's what I've been harping on the show since since you guys have seen me start these interviews is utility of these nfts is what will make or break them and for miss yam uh and mr roth the utility of these nfts let's just say which they will go more in detail in the interview and you could see in the upcoming months what the world of women nft collection will do but you're going to see their main focus and you see it throughout this interview is they want to give back to the community everyone says that no but they're actually going to do it and their roadmap is structured so that the community, the token holders, um, enjoy the profits of the world of women. The, their goal uh, as this is to build a brand out of this. This is not; they're not stopping anytime soon. You'll see in the interview how dedicated they are. But their goal is to build a brand out of this. And when they do build a brand out of this, guess what? They want their token holders to enjoy some of the profits. That's not something I've heard a lot of other NFT collections say, if any. To me, that right there is, you know. That's saying, hey, this is a community, and we're going to back that up. That, to me, is what caught my eye. I really believe in Mr. Roth and Miss Yam, because, not just because they have a, a very good NFT collection, not just because Gary V uh, endorsed this collection, If you know, and they said it best. Gary V only endorses NFT collections that he probably believes in, that are genuine. So if one of the greats endorsed this, this should tell you something. Um, without any further ado, I really want to get into this episode for you guys. I think it was one of my best episodes, top to bottom. I think we got a little bit emotional. We got, there was a, some nice flow to this conversation. And, and you really, really take a better look and understand why this collection is one of the best collections in the world and why um, it's genuine. Because right now, they even say it's hard to come out with a collection. Um, if you do, you have to come out with a very good, viable use case, a genuine movement, and a team of hard workers. Um, the standards will keep rising in this industry. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi. 
Very nice to meet both of you. Thank you both so much for taking the time to do this with me. It actually means a lot to me. Um, do you guys hear me well? Yes, perfect. What about you? Do you hear us well? I hear you very well. I hear you both of you guys excellently. Um, before we get this started, can you both introduce yourselves and give uh, my audience how you how you guys pronounce your name, just so I get it right for the marketing next week or this week? Yes. Uh, so I'm Yam. Hi. Nice to meet you and everybody. And yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Raf. Raphael. So just call me Raf. Got you. So Yam, Yam or Yam? How do you like it pronounced? I really don't care. Yam. Okay, Yam. I'll call you Yam. So, Mr. Roth and Miss Yam, it's very nice to meet you. Um, for people who don't know, this episode is going to be on the World of Women NFT collection, one of the best and hottest NFT collections out on the planet right now. And I want to get into this. Sorry for that introduction. That's just the truth. You have to say <laughs> how it is. I want to get into this. I want to start this off by both of you introducing yourselves to my audience and explaining who you guys are and what the World of Women are is. Okay. Um, well, as I said, I'm Yam. I'm a digital illustrator and um, I'm the person behind all the art and the idea of World of Women. I created all the assets that went into the creation of this uh, wonderful collectible project. And I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm Raf. Uh, I'm actually Yam's partner in real life. Yeah, yeah. he's my partner in life like boyfriend actually. oh that's cool yeah. I mean, you know you don't see that here in the states where a boyfriend and girlfriend do something like this so that's really cool yeah, yeah. well we, we didn't expect to but it turns out we did uh, <laughs> so we live together we do everything together uh, most of the things together in this project as well uh, i'm a program manager and product manager in real life uh i've been working in the car industry then in the tech industry in the cloud streaming industry and since we've entered the space together i'm interested in the nft industry so here we are. Yeah, we never actually thought we'd do anything together <laughs> work-wise. We're always like, no, we each do our own thing. But hey, it happened. So I want to actually get into this um, because it's hilarious. Do you guys hear anything in the background, by the way? No, and actually we want to apologize in advance because we live right by a train station and you guys are going to hear a lot of trains passing by. Same here. That's so. why I said it just now is I, there's someone mowing the lawn outside. So I was just no, making sure. Okay. <laughs> so I oh, actually, yeah. what I'm fascinated by this, I didn't even under I expect this is, as I just mentioned, is you guys as a relationship were able to cultivate something beautiful and create something like this. I think that I've, oh, I've learned something in my life that a relationship is successful when both the partners have uh, something they could work on and relate to, like a, a passion that they can relate to together. And I wanted to get started before we even get into the world of women, because I didn't even expect this. How did you guys, I, I'm, this is not a relationship podcast, but this is a unique story by, by some means. How did, you, how did you guys meet? When you guys met, did you guys, there was no planning on, hey, we're going to create one of the best NFT collections alive. Honestly, no. <laughs> we we met like five years ago. We've been together for five years. And as I said, we never ever imagined doing like a company or a project or anything like that together. Like I, I've always been very artistic and I had really artistic kind of jobs. And Raph has always been into tech and and like cars and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know. We never really had like a passion in common until NFTs came by. Like we both really became big NFT nerds at the end of March. And I think that's really how it happened. Yeah, Adam here, I've never been into cars, but I'm, I'm oh, into sorry. organizing <laughs> stuff, doing Excel sheets and action Oops. plans. And for sure, we don't have this, the same mindset. We're not built the same, but it, it was a great experience to do this together. Uh, we, we don't have any relationship advice really on this because of course we fought, of course we had issues. It was the most stressful times of our life. We're not going to lie. Uh, yeah, but we're happy with how it turned out so far, but it's just the beginning. Yeah, it was intense for sure. <laughs> so you said, Mr. Raff, you said you guys are not built the same, right? Is that what you just said? Uh, and no, I think not. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry, this thing keeps on going like that. I think that that's a big reason why uh, a partnership, like a successful business relationship like that could work out because any relationship, you need people with different strengths. And I, you just, Miss Yam, you just mentioned that at the you guys just became NFT nerds at the end of March. Number one, yeah. before we get into the world of women and how that came to be, what attracted you guys about the NFT industry where you were like, whoa, this is interesting? Um, well, I'll say what it was for me and then you can go ahead. Um, 
I think that for me, because I'm an illustrator, it was extremely exciting to see that there was a way for artists that are not necessarily famous in normal daily life to actually make uh, something out of themselves and sell their art for for what it is and for who they are and this possibility of us artists being able to market ourselves in such a way and in such an early and small community like it was just really exciting as an opportunity for for me as an artist um so that's what it was for me really yeah yeah I saw that really I saw that in you and and for me it's like I like to be early on, on new on new tech tech topics Uh, I'm currently working in uh, in cloud computing, and I joined that. I started that in July 2017 when it was very young. Uh, now it's not young anymore. The big players are already there, so I'm I was trying to find something else that would excite me. To be honest, a new, a new technological challenge that could I could jump in early and try to make an impact on. And this is what it was about as well. So we, both of us, actually in March we we started working on, on this topic. Me understanding more the maybe the the tech aspect, the market aspect, and yeah, I'm understanding our role as an artist indeed. Mm. And for, for you guys, you, sir, you mentioned, you both mentioned community and you said, uh, uh, before we get into it, because I want to touch on cloud computing, um, Mr. Raf, is cloud computing, is this type of work more centralized than decentralized? Because NFT technology is a decentralized type of technology. So was there like a switch for you? Did you have to go through a switch from a centralized technology to decentralized technology? No, no, this is no, this is not something I have in mind. So the decentralized part, I'm still learning about it and about the aspect of it. I'm, I wasn't so much into NFT because of DeFi in the first place. I'm not one of these passionate people that is really all in because of DeFi, DeFi, DeFi. Uh, no, it, it was really more about the, this being a novelty space and, and me seeing that there was so much to do that I was new and so much to build. And, and just like with my current company, we built a lot of things on cloud computing and cloud gaming. Uh, I think in, in NFTs, there's a lot of things to do. And I actually started NFTs with uh, with video games as well a lot. I started, I played a lot of Gods Unchained when I started because uh, I'm a, I'm a Hearthstone and Magic the Gathering player. <laughs> and and for me, a play-to-earn model was like crazy. After the free-to-play, play-to-earn was like the next big thing. Mr. Figures. You're, you're looking at one of the best Yu-Gi-Oh players in the nation. I used to, that was my passion growing up. So it's actually funny you mentioned Gods Unchained. I actually am talking to them for an interview. What do you think of that? I want to, I'm going to go into World of Women, but I just want to hear, I never didn't expect you to say that. Do you, are you, do you like Gods Unchained from your experience with it? I haven't played it in two months. Okay. I think the last time I played was in April or, or May, but right. I, I managed to turn Mythic early on, but it was quite easy at the time. Uh, and then I gave up actually because I like draft so much and limited formats much more than uh, constricted. And I didn't have time for constricted anyway. Okay. I, interesting. I so I, I, I just, I only asked that because I was interested as well, but I want to get into the world of women as recently the entire NFT community has come to talk about this collection as one of the best collections on the planet. It's that's the truth. The floor has risen. I'm in a market analysis. So the floor has risen. The art is beautiful. The movement is beautiful. I want to give my audience an inside look on what the world of women really are. So from both of you, how would you describe the world of women NFT collection? Well, the world of women NFT collection is a collection of 10,000 unique and generated women. Um, and as I said, I drew uh, around 200 um, different traits by hand in my own style. And I worked on that for two months. So With those traits, we eventually did this beautiful collection. And um, and I think that really like the aim with this collection for me, it was to bring more diversity and uh, representativity into the space. Uh, because as I entered the NFT space, I just saw as I was building up my following on Twitter and getting more into it, that unfortunately it is a very male dominated space. And I did not feel like women had a lot of presence in there as it often happens with tech. So yeah, for me, it was really important to do something that would also motivate women to join and to see that there is something for them, for, for them there and that there is actually women doing things here. So I think that was really the reason for this project. And Mr. Raph, yeah. what about you? What about your opinion on it? 
I would have to agree with you really on this. There's not much more to say, but uh, when, we, when we saw her grow a, a one-one collection because she's a one-one crypto artist at first, and we never envisioned at the beginning to do anything related to collectibles. Yeah. Uh, she, she has a lot of, uh, of artists, female artists, friends. Uh, we saw a lot of them, but in the big picture of NFTs, all the big sales in the crypto um, artist market were men. I think, I don't know the figures now, but probably the, in the top 50, there's probably 90% of men so yeah. I can, I can yeah. actually agree with you guys just because the only influencer I really saw like making these big was Art Chick. If you guys know who she is, she supports you guys. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, I agree with you so much, especially because my sister always, uh, she's very excited for this episode because at the end of this episode, I'm going to ask you guys how, how she could create an NFT collection. But she always says, Sina, we live in a patriarchal society. She says, she says, yeah. males make a dollar. Uh, in the States for every 70 cents a woman makes, a male makes a dollar. So for me, I took interest in this because I love to see women who are bold, who push the pace and come into this industry and say, hey, you know, look at me. And I think that what you said at the beginning, the diversification was key. What do you think, what kind of responses have you gotten out of the community uh, with women? Have you, have you seen uh, your collection as a source of inspiration for other women across the community? Oh, yes. And like, I don't think I will get emotional now because I've been crying so much <laughs> since this project launched from uh, emotion and like just being overwhelmed. But um, yeah, the day we launched, the day after I, I started getting like an insane amount of DMs on my Twitter account. And many, many, many of the DMs were from women and especially women of color or from other cultures oh, wow. that are not represented in this space at all. And they were just like telling me like, I'm so happy that there's finally like an avatar that looks like me or that there is a project that, yeah, that's women that could be from my culture, or from my country. Like I've never seen that before. And for me, that meant that I had made it, you know, like that was like the whole point for me in this project and um and yeah that was extremely moving and there was also so many women telling me like this is my first nft that i ever buy which is huge because it's like my sister yeah that's what i wanted i wanted more women to get in here and see that there is something here for them and that they're being seen you know and like they were just like yeah like i'm buying nfts now thank you so my sister is actually one of those girls because my sister uh she's very science-based and school-based so when i told her about nfts she was she did this get away from me i don't care so when she saw this collection because i was showing her the apes and the cats i was like sarah yeah. let me buy you one i'll give you one you know and she was like no 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 i'm not interested i don't care about these little things but when she saw that and she actually looked on your your guys's twitter she started to like question the industry and open up more and i i, I want to ask you you said when you saw all these things uh you were emotional and you've been emotional what really gets you to be emotional about this like how would you describe that just because not just for women, but for myself, I'm a dreamer. I'm, I always see sports moments or I always see moments where the athlete finally achieves his goal and he starts crying. And when I see that, I start crying because I really want to experience that one day where I, I feel that, that feeling you felt. So I was going to ask you, how, what emotions do you, have you felt throughout this entire process? Mm. I think that I've probably experienced all the emotions that a human being can experience um, all at once. Um, the night that we launched was specifically very, very intense emotionally, not just for me, but for everybody in the team. Um, because we just did not expect what happened. Like we were... To be completely frank, we expected like a slow sellout where people take their time and maybe, I don't know, it takes a week or something. And we really did not have like this in mind. And the fact that it sold out in one night and like we were all trying to get like, I don't know, half an hour of sleeping between like shifts of being on Discord and like communicating with people. And like Raph woke me up at three in the morning. Um, <laughs> I had been sleeping for maybe 40 minutes and he tells me, hey, this is like booming. Like we're selling like crazy. Like I was just in utter shock like I didn't know what to do with myself <laughs> that is crazy. I was, yeah I, I was just paralyzed and then yeah I just woke up and I 
I think that an hour later, I just started crying because I was just like, what, what is going on? Like, I cannot believe this. And for the next two days, I was crying. Like every time I would go inside of Twitter and see the lovely messages from people, I would just start crying. Yeah, yeah uh, that's true. Uh, yeah, this is not only I'm being emotional behind the, the computer. It was quite, uh, quite the event for me as well really, uh, because we've been so stressed. I've been very stressed uh, in, yeah. in anticipation to this drop. And the drop was extremely stressful too, because all of a sudden you have those 1,200 people roughly that bought into this project and then ex- they expect you to sell out as well. And you're starting to stress, will you be able to sell out and give these people the their money back, basically? Will they be happy because of what you did? And as I basically spent until 3 a.m. on Discord talking to those people on the, com- on the community and they were so lovely and so supportive and I was really moved actually by this. And this is actually because we stayed with them and we discussed with them all night and it was such a good vibe that in the end what happened happened and Gary v actually saw us because the community just told him, hey, get- there's a good vibe on this Discord, come check it out. It's a good project. Yeah. And it was, it was luck, of course, but also... Uh, those community members being super happy by the and moved by the the ambition of the yeah project. it was just crazy to see how much they believed in it and in us that they would actually reach out to gary and, and comment on his post saying like check out world of women you know that really showed that people were connecting with the project way before gary even showed up and uh when gary showed up he was just like what <laughs> i i so before we even get to mr gary because he is in my opinion one of the greats um I do. I did notice that. I noticed your collection. Everybody was talking. Oh, and I know I'm not trying to mention the fame ladies, but everybody was comparing fame ladies to world of women because your art was very different. And that's what I actually want to touch on a little bit. Your art style is not the same as the other art styles. Uh, and you see, because I would say that a lot of the artists that create these NFT collections have a very, very similar style. Your style was completely different. And I'm an artist myself, a terrible one, trying to learn, <laughs> trying to learn. I was going to ask you more so um, if because you use Procreate, I kind of use a uh, Photoshop. How did you come up to create come up with that style? Um, did you like is it a style that you've been working on for years or did it is it just like did it develops all of a sudden? Um, uh, I did not create all of the assets completely on Procreate. I sketched oh. them on Procreate and then I, I continued illustrating them on Adobe Illustrator. Um, I think that my style is very vector in a way because I just really like clean lines um, and clean colors, which is why, why I work with RGB. And um, and I think I really fell in love with Adobe Illustrator when I started out with all of this, just because of the cleanliness of the of the pen tool and all of that. Um, I then a bit later on discovered uh, Procreate, and then I fell in love with the hand, like uh, you know, because it feels like you're drawing on a paper. Yeah. So I really love that. Uh, so that's why I always, always, always sketch and start all the drafts on Procreate. You don't use um, Photoshop? You don't use Photoshop? You use Procreate instead No, of I do not know why, but um, I don't know. I guess I'm not a Photoshop kind of girl. No, everybody uh, says Procreate's better, and I'm trying to figure out why. I don't know. I think it depends on your choice and what you're doing. But yeah, honestly, I, I was aware from the beginning that my style was completely different. And I'm not going to lie. That was something that um, worried me. A bit. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because I was thinking, hmm, you know, what if my art is, is, I don't know, people don't see it as like fitting for a collectible, but, you know, we were so into it and I was believing so strongly in the cause behind it I, in, in my art, to be honest, that I was just like, I'm just going to do it, you know, and then we see what happens. But like, I honestly did quite well with my one-on-ones, like I sold out and people really loved what they saw. So I was like, well, if there's people out there that, can, that appreciated my one-on-ones, then I'm sure there will be people that would like the this incollectible form. So yeah, <laughs> now I'm happy because I know that people like it. Um, but I was yeah. going to ask you, I was going to ask you because there's a lot to like about your style. How did you come up with all of these traits? Was there a source of inspiration when you were sat down for those two months to create these traits? Was there a source of inspiration for them? I know one of my ladies had a scar on her face. So what, how, how do you, how did you choose these specific traits? Was there anything specific in your life that led to them? 
Yeah, of course that there is a lot of, um, there's always inspiration involved, I think, when one is creating a piece of art. Um, for me specifically, I really like uh, fantasy and like fantasy books and uh, video games. So there's a lot of uh, elements for sure in in the in these women that reflect that a little like the scars you know like I wanted to do like a warrior kind of feeling and some of the makeups like the elven warrior makeup mm -hmm. or there is one that's inspired by Princess Mononoke because I love the Studio Ghibli movies so like I for sure put a lot of elements that are inspired from things I'm passionate about in real life so there's some cinema elements too um, but many of them like the hairstyles I made them up like all of them I just like started sketching and just came up with a million hairstyles and that was quite natural for me um there was one that was inspired by J Janelle Monet because I'm just a big fan and she has incredible style so yeah I mean there are elements that have been inspired by things I love but many others were just like made up like as I went I was like oh I would like to see that or hmm, I think this color is yeah. missing let's do like a dress that is this color yeah. or um and, yeah. and about the process it, was, it wasn't a list at the beginning that was definitive the no. list evolved a lot really yeah. as we were making them as she was making them and at first we didn't talk about rarity at all it yeah. was all about okay let's put those there let's try to avoid the tropes of the typical uh, crypto project uh, we did a tweet about that we only have the, the 3d glasses that are really typical uh, maybe the bubble gum, but the bubble gum, I think, makes a lot of sense in the collection. And we didn't even know until after no, that it was the realize. NFT thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and for the airstyle, some of them, like the, the black and white is, of course, inspired uh, yeah, as well uh, by Krilla. We have yeah. a bit of a Tomb Raider one with a bit of a Leia one. This comes from, of, of course, references. But they, I think in our style, they look really great. And we really, so the more we did some, the more we would look at, at, uh, at pre-series of them, like 500 women and look at them. And we would see what was missing. Do we need volume here? Do we need volume up there? Do we need a different color that's missing? Yeah. Do we need... And we think that is very important now. And that once we put the rarity in, we could we could, we could feel something was was actually matching quite well. Yeah, I mean, it was a process every time trying and there was a lot of elements that I actually drew and, and finished and I didn't up and didn't end up using like it's just that it was a whole process of seeing what worked and what didn't because considering that this 200 traits are going to be mixed up to create 10,000 different things, you better make sure that everything kind of matches like color wise as well, like you're not going to do really, you know, insane things. Yeah, that two things that don't together. match. Um, and I'm very OCD, like for real. And like, for me, it was very uh, important that everything was exactly like in my head, it's supposed to be. So it was a long process. I want to touch on the OCD part really quickly before we move on, because I, I just did an interview with another artist and they were saying, man, I, I just, I'll put out, it takes me 12 days to put out a piece. I'll sell it for $30,000 and I'll hate it because I just don't like my piece. And he, he said, I'm just so OCD about everything I do in my art. And I kind of feel that way about my show. If you guys like see, I actually designed templates for my show. And when someone like my partner posted a, a, a video of our episode without a thumbnail that was edited by me and I freaked out because it didn't look good. And so I was going to ask, are, do you find that OCD-ness as a problem? Are you trying to kind of tone it down? How do you find a balance between constantly criticizing yourself, but also meeting high standards? Um, to be honest, I don't say lightly that I have OCD. I actually have that like in oh, life. Me too. Like, I, I do too, but so, not, not towards my, towards, I don't say that lightly. I do too. I have a, a serious problem towards certain things, but go on. Yeah. So I've been like that since I was a child. So like, I have like certain things in my life that have to be in a specific order in a specific way and done a specific yeah. way. So like uh, with art, it was just natural that it would reflect in it. Mm -hmm. Um, honestly, sometimes it, 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 I think it's good because it means that you care a lot and you put a lot of effort into the smallest detail, even if it doesn't matter to other people for you, it matters and it feels really good when you manage to do it. But on the other hand, I would say that it's very emotionally exhausting yep. because you spend a lot of time doing the same thing because you're just frustrated because it's not how it's supposed to be like for your standards. 
Um, and Ralph knows about it. Like sometimes I would do a trade and I'd be like, look, but I really don't like this little corner there. Like the pendule is a little twisted. And he'd be like, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. <laughs> and I'd just be like, I can't. It's freaking me out. Like I can't do it. Like I can't do this. And yeah, it was really hard sometimes. For sure. So I, 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 Mr. Raff said something earlier about your collection. He said there was some luck involved, but I always view luck as opportunity meeting preparation. Um, I feel like that that's the way I view you, your collection is I don't think there was that much luck involved. I think you guys spent time uh, learning both of your skill sets throughout the years. Opportunity came in front of your face. You executed and it paid off. I was going to ask, how would you guys compare your life now post-launch to pre-launch and pre-NFTs, do you do you notice a, a, a sizable difference in your life and, and your energies? Oof, oof, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, we have a oh, dog. No, that's great, that's great. <laughs> it's not your interview. Oh, no. It could be. I love dogs. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's our little niece. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Don't even worry about it because this is editable, so I could just edit this part out. How cute. How cool. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys speak French? You guys speak French at home? Yeah, uh, no, we speak English together. No, but, he's French, so and the little niece, French, she's yeah. French. Yeah. Okay, sorry about okay, that. Okay, we're good. We can get back to it. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So I was just said the the how's your guys's life post launch and and pre launch? Um. Yeah, like our lives has have changed uh, drastically. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's part of why I was so emotional too, because like, uh, yeah, I've 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 worked on so many different jobs like throughout my life and I've never had a lot of money and like I've never had the comfort of like going to the supermarket and getting the fancy yogurt instead of the supermarket <laughs> bread, you know so for me like it was like wow like I cannot believe this literally just happened like not in a million years like I never even imagined that this would happen to me ever like in my life ever so um I, I, I would say before I give back to you that it hasn't changed yet, really, because what changed is, okay, we're going to the supermarket and we're buying a better brand, <laughs> it's but it's not drastic change so far. Uh, so far, we haven't, we haven't enjoyed at all uh, the no. success. We haven't celebrated yet, even the two of us. No, uh, but uh, it's still... We went still... to the beach once, but we don't know yet how it will impact the... the why not, Giraffe? Why not? Why not? Yeah, why, not, why haven't you guys celebrated? Why would you say We so? haven't had time, to be completely honest. And I know it sounds terrible, but, like, it's just the truth. Like, we've been just so into it and, like, working on the roadmap and delivering what we have to deliver on the roadmap that we literally just took that morning to go to the beach, but we haven't had time to, do like... Uh, Talk about yeah. it. Yeah. So you, you, you can find the time, but... It, it's hard to to, uh, to yeah to disconnect from it and, and feel good while you do right now. Because you still feel that all of those people, you owe them some more. Yeah. So you're like, I could be doing more right now. And uh, and that's the way it is for now. But I, we're going to manage yeah. to find a cruising mode where we have, uh, yeah, where we can walk and enjoy at the same time. I think that's going to... I think that's going to come for you guys. I think right now, as any business model, you guys just took off. You need to stay in the trenches. And just like Gary says, you always have to stay in the trenches and get through this part until you go on cruise mode. I was going to say this. Um, so... What would you guys say um, before we even get into the culture aspect? I want to quickly go over and we don't have to go too in depth about the clubs. I noticed that on your website. How uh, how many clubs are what are the clubs in the world of women? Uh, the section on your website. There, there, are, there are three clubs, actually. It's one of the of the secondary perks, we'd say, of the, of the collection. We can review the features afterward. There, we think there are a lot of features that, uh, that, are, that are above the clubs right now. So there are three clubs. Uh, one, they will, will split some royalties from the project with, with the club members. We have uh, the investors club that if the fund turns out to make a profit, then you'll get some shares out of it. And our favorite, which is the curators club, where you get to, to contribute to choose what will the fund acquire and what artists will we be supporting. Uh, we really like this idea as well. So those are, those are actually very small, very exclusive clubs uh, by, by design. Yeah, and that's why they are, they are not anymore uh, what we thought would be. They are not that important in the project anymore. 
but they are, we think they still give a very interesting innovative aspect to the project. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah. innovation is something we are really striving for when, when building this. And, and most of the features of the project, we try to be innovative on it. So it's not only the art, the art, but it's about bringing something else to the space, to the NFT collectibles that could become a new standard. No. Uh, that's potentially very pretentious, but maybe it will happen. So I, I very much love what you said about innovation. Um, we're not one thing I've noticed is you guys uh, have the intent of making this a, an adaptable collection, and I know that you guys uh, have a lot of plans for the future that I, we can't wait to see what they are as, as time goes on. I was going to ask you guys <clears throat> because I love what you said about about innovation. I think that's a big reason why you guys are so big. But I also think that you've kind your collection hits a lot of different pain points in society. It's not just a great NFT collection that can bring someone value on the secondary market. It has, I think your collection, I would argue this, has the most cultural impact out of any collection in the NFT space so far. Um, and I'm talking about uh, real human culture, not crypto culture, so not a crypto punk. What, how do you think that as the NFT space gets bigger, how do you think that your collection will impact culture and society and women ma mainly across the world? Well, um, I think that it would be a dream that this would become a sort of social movement even or like affect people as I said in normal life uh on like in social level that would be a dream you know I don't know if it's gonna reach that point I I hope there's no way but um but for sure that's something that would be incredible really like I would love people that are not into NFTs to realize that there's a place here for women in tech and that like there are things happening here and and yeah and it's so early on it's like the perfect time to do this you know I like agree it's with so you said, yeah. small the space is so small like if we do this kind of movements now like it's just gonna get better by the time more people join so and, and one thing i noticed about both of you at the be uh, or a little bit earlier you guys said that we just don't have it's not about we, we don't that we it's that we just we always are so focused on what the people want that it's just we haven't had time to allocate our attention spans to this to celebrating i think that shows that you guys found something you love i think this might be your calling do you guys foresee yourselves working on this collection for the rest of your careers and building both of your careers around it? We are definitely completely invested in it. And I mean, it's hard to tell for a lifetime. I mean, you never know what's going to happen, right? But we're in it now and we're in it, in it for the long term for as long as, as we manage. And we're going to try to manage for as long as possible. Yeah. And um, d d definitely. And yeah. yeah, and we're here for the long term. Like this project was always a long term thing from the beginning. So but, yeah, definitely. And we see it becoming more than uh, than just a crypto yeah. collection. We we think now that with the reception it has, it ha it's had. We think it can become a, a, a mainstream brand, brand. Yeah. a brand. Yeah. And uh, and this is something we, we we could be building and and building upon. We want to see the women used in in more than just uh, avatars. Definitely. Yeah, it would be so awesome. This is something yeah. we work on. Yeah, and and uh, I don't mean to ask, is there any is there any ideas you may have other than avatars that you guys have in mind right now? Speculative ideas. Oh. For the women? Yeah, any speculative ideas that you guys are thinking? Because I, I love what you said, Mr. Raf, just now. You said that all these that we have with the reception we've gotten, we can be a brand. And if you really think about it, all the brands that were built in the 70s or like when the internet boomed, like the big brands came out the year they boomed and they did the same thing. They didn't start off to be the this monopoly or this big brand. They start off with a small movement and they slowly grew. And I think that you guys are, are doing the same thing really in, in the modern age. So what speculative ideas, and it doesn't have to be too in-depth, do, do you guys may have in your heads about this collection? But the, I think the, in products, right? Or yeah, but this was always the goal because if you even look at the, at the other innovations we've had in the project, uh, one of them is the, is the license. Of course, now it's a prerequisite to have a commercial license that you can use your token for, for whatever you want as, as the owner. But we've added into that some, some shared revenues. If we, as the creators, were to make business and profits out of it. So this means that we want to, de to, to decline, actually, those artworks in, in other collections, in other ventures. It could, it could be movies, uh, video games, toys, uh, comics, uh, merchandising, yoga mats, uh, bottles. Yeah. All of those brandings, our goal from the get-go is actually is to have each holder as an investor in the brand. This is what we want. 
And yeah, if, we would if, love that. If wow. one uh, woman avatar, if one woman art is, is successful and people like her, and she might become a, a some someone a star in the in a video game, for example. Yeah, like we really want people to use the 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 world of women NFTs that they got. Like that would be great. That would be great added value to the whole project. If my so, sister, so, if my sister were to start a newsletter, just a, a hypothetical, could she use her world of woman as like her pseudo character, like on the newsletter? Of course. Create storylines around it. As long as she owns it, yes. As, as long as she owns the NFT, then she she has a license to use the underlying art commercially. Yep. So that's definitely something she could do. And uh, as for the use cases of all of these women art now, right now, we need actually more, more tools to do it on chain. We're actually yeah. blocked by the technology right now on how to exploit those because we want to give back to the, the token holders. But if it's happening off chain or the business, it's impossible to reward the holders. So we will wait and stand by until the technology is there or we will work to make the technology happen faster. Yep. You're the first person that has ever mentioned that to me. And I could not agree more. I'm so happy because I'm kind of a tech freak. Like I'm all about layer twos. Mr. Raf, what do you think of, I'm going to ask you this question because you're more tech oriented. All these collections are dropping on Ethereum mainnet L1. How do we get to L2? How do we drop something? Because I know uh, someone dropped uh, an airdrop on Polygon, but like, how do we drop a on an like an arbitrum on a layer two built on ethereum do you think that's going to happen in the future do you think collections can do that or how long do you think it'll take till we get there so i really don't know yeah. i wish i was more tech actually but we have uh, two of our tech members yeah. Tumai and bba they are the tech guys uh, i'm interested in that but i i don't know i'm looking forward to, to them, yeah. as well i've seen the launch of image immutable x on uh, on gods and chain i think i see it's still quite slow oh, really? but i'm just like looking forward to this layer two thing working well I'm I'm just for I'm I'm curious if if there's gonna ever be a way for these drops to avoid these big gas prices and, and make it a lot easier for for the token holders. And really, I wanted to um, I'm not gonna hold you guys that much longer. I'm very grateful for this. I'm gonna ask you guys a couple more questions. Really, one more that I ask at the end of all my interviews is if I was to have another conversation with you two in one year, where would you guys say your life would be, like your career in, in the world of women? Where do you think, if you had to guess? Well, I think that we would like for all the women to have uh, become a brand for sure. That would be our objective, I think. Uh, we would love to see that happen. Um, I think that's like the biggest thing for us, really, uh, that it succeeds. It's like people are happy. Uh, we've been able to deliver awesome things to the World of Women family and that we've uh, managed to make our dream happen of making it an actual brand. Yeah, and, and I, I'll add the part that uh, about the artists as well because we've, we've not talked about the, the World true. of Women fund so much. That's true, yeah. But this is a big part of the project that to, is, yeah. to, to reinvest in, in the, the artists because that's another one of the core uh, messages and core values of the project. Yeah, we really wanted to bridge the gap in between one-on-one art and collectibles because we realized uh, before we actually started this project that uh, this is actually one of the reasons as well behind it, apart from diversity and, and the inclusivity, is that um, we realized that the public uh, buying collectibles is completely different from the one buying one-on-one art. Uh, it was very, it's very separated and it still is. And we just really wanted with this project to kind of merge both worlds. So this is one of the reasons as well behind the World of Women Fund. Um, we want to spark the interest of the people that are into collectibles into uh, considering getting one-on-ones as well and yeah. supporting the artists in this space. Yeah. Um, and we're doing that by purchasing one-on-one art with the fund because actually 50% of the 15% of the sales went into the world of women fund in order to buy art from one-on-one artists in the space yeah. and we have already started purchasing things um and yeah and this was really like a huge objective for us and uh we're seeing that the community is reacting really well to it and very positively and we think that on the long term if we keep doing this this could really be a great way of yeah breaking this gap in between the two worlds yeah well, also you because said, go ahead sir you no go ahead, well, go ahead analyst and since we joined the space the the one one crypto art market has gone down yeah you go on crypto artist.io yeah. 
up to July, it goes down drastically uh, since since actually February. And in meanwhile, the collectible market goes up, and and we think some of this collectible money, of course, on one one art, you can't flip immediately. It's not the same. You're investing in someone. But necessarily, it's long term. It's never going to be a quick flip. And there's not the fun of I'm collecting something. It's a big lottery. I might get very lucky. No, it's not the same. But we think there is still a lot of fun doing it, and it's more yeah. than fun. It's really a uh, it's a relationship with the artist and you make someone so happy it's crazy we, we remember yeah. when Yam first got a bid it was crazy in the house and it was 4.1 ease and she was the happiest ever and we, we are happy we can bring that back and also we've noticed that the platform now is very big we have 6,000 followers already uh, and whenever we bid on something we know people are watching and sometimes yeah. someone else will bid on this artist and then we can help some other artist and this yeah. is super super fulfilling for us yeah. That's what I was going to mention is as you guys, you said you want to become a brand. When you guys become that brand, if you were to buy an artist's work, the world of women buying my work could change my life completely. Just just not even the money. It's just seeing people, other people seeing world of women bought my work is going to get them to uh, give me credibility. And you mentioned one of one verse collections. And I, I want to touch on this really quickly because I very much agree with both of you. I just interviewed Dan Guse. He's a cyberpunk artist. He's a one of one artist. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. What do you guys, do you guys see one of one art making a comeback? Because I've have heard that there are rumors yes. that one of one art is going to start making its comeback. Do you guys see that as a, a possible thing that could happen? Me? Yes, I see it happening. It's, and not only because it's my passion and what I do originally, but because I believe in it, because that's, I feel the, the core of NFTs. Uh, so I totally see it coming back. I know it's been a hard time for it because of collectibles but i totally see it coming back and we're gonna do our best to help that happen too so i, I i'm not sure actually that it's because of collectibles i'm not sure but okay. yeah maybe it's no there is a debate on this we never know why the, the people left the market Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah we disagree maybe but uh, yeah of course we do believe in it that's why we did the fund as well to try and push it back up as well try to contribute to this movement of bringing it back on top hey but i didn't say it like collectibles are evil i love collectibles mm -hmm. i'm just saying that they've been in the spotlight and that's yeah. just a fact collectibles have been in the spotlight and uh, yeah it's, it, i think it comes with the brand and, and that's my last thing i want to touch on is one of the greatest humans on the planet, Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk, is a big fan of you guys. I, you know, everybody logs on Instagram the other day and they see Gary V shirtless posting a video saying "World of Women." So, what has it been like to have one of the goats? I call him one of the goats. Um, come on, like really support your your collection is one of the, his favorite collections in the NFT space. Honestly, it's been crazy because uh, the, the yeah, like the night that Raph told me, hey, Gary Vee is tweeting about us, like it's going, That's everything crazy. is going nuts. I was like, what? You mean Gary Vee, like the guy that does TED Talks? Like, because like <laughs> I used to watch his TED Talks like years back, you know, and he was always so inspirational. And I was like, what, that Gary Vee? What the hell? And uh, yeah, I think that for us, it's been huge and so fun, to be honest. It's been, it's been incredible to see that he believes in the project so much because I really do not believe that Gary V is one of these people that would just uh, promote a project because of the hype. I think he does it because he believes in it and he sees something behind it. So yeah, for me, that was huge. Like Raf sent me a text about the, the Instagram video of shirtless Gary and I was like, what is happening? Mr. Raf, how was your reaction? Because you came across all this. How What did you see when you saw this? Um. A bit more pressure even on the project, really. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. so really? Stressed. Both of you guys felt pressure when you guys saw this? This? No, but yeah, yeah. Of, of course. course. You, want to, you want to deliver. I mean, if someone believes in me, I want to deliver. Oh, and I want to show he was right to believe in me. Or in us, in this one, in the whole team on this one. So a bit of, very excited, of course, and very happy for him as well. Because most of the video is him saying the heart is fire. And he's excited <laughs> yeah. about yeah. Yeah, and I, that, I was the first one to see to see those pieces, and I was the first fan going all over the the first draft, and <laughs> oh, was like, "Oh, this is working! This is working! Oh, this here chance, that's good. Oh, the dress, the gala dress is super cool." I like I remember him every time we would do a little test, like with hairstyles and stuff. He'd go like, "What? That is so cool! Yeah, I can't believe how cool she looks!" And I'd be yeah. like, "What? Really? Is she that cool?" Like we actually did some prints to try out as well to see how it would look like. Those ones are a bit too big, but we. we do you guys like the prints? Do you guys like the prints? What did you? What do you think about your prints? Are you going to start sending those out too, or no? 
Yeah, it's part of the roadmap. It's actually. part of the roadmap. Oh. Actually, airdropping. Um, we have a hundred prints to actually sign, frame, and ship uh, to random holders. So this is one of the yeah. next step. That um, they they won't be this big because it's just I think it's not the best. Yeah. But um, but they'll be cool. Yeah, I think one thing I've noticed about you guys is you're very focused on every part of the roadmap to give back to the community. One thing I, I really thought blew my mind in this interview was. Um, your your strategy for investors. You know, you hear a lot of co um, collections say they want to give back to the community, but no one goes so far as to put their money. Well, they do where their mouth is, but not like this where, hey, as we grow, you guys are going to get a percentage. Uh, it's going to be like a real stock simulation in a way. Um, yeah. So I wanted to say to both of you, I'm not going to take up that much of your time anymore. You guys gave me 45 plus minutes. So I'm very thankful for both of you. Um, I I'm an owner of one of your pieces. My sister will be as well. And I want to say thank you for, for taking the time to do this. My last question for both of you is what advice would you give to any upcoming young ladies, specifically one named Sarah Polivon, my little sister, what advice <laughs> would you give them on how to launch an NFT collection or how to like, should they get into NFTs? Because I love what you said at the beginning of this interview, Miss Yam, where you're, you wanted to focus on diversification and really carve a space out for women in the space and not just leave it to the men. So what advice would you have for any young ladies looking to get into NFTs and make a name for themselves? I would say, first of all, um, it's hard do your homework uh learn really well how this space works what's happening how people talk because there's a lot of like language that is completely like different from what we're used to um i would say if you're trying to do your own collectible project make sure sure you have a strong ass uh roadmap and make sure that the things that you're saying in your roadmap are things that you're 100% sure you can deliver and they're not just uh, empty promises or things that you might do because I think that at this point, this does not work anymore. Uh, people need to know that there is value behind what you're um, selling them. And I don't think that doing empty roadmaps, um, yeah, with like not very like sturdy promises are going to work anymore. I think it's very important to find value, try to be innovative. I would say make sure your art is also really badass mm -hmm. and uh, eye-catching because people are starting to appreciate art very, very, very much. Um, and uh, yeah, I think those are my yeah. two cents. Yeah, but I'm going to state the obvious a bit that... Uh... You want to get inspired by what's out there, but you have—I think you have to innovate right now because, of course, it's moving so fast. And if yeah. it takes you two months to release something, it has to be different. Yeah. Uh, there are so many right now. Maybe it's not the right time right now to do another collectible project. I have no idea if it's still—if it will still work in two weeks, uh, because I mean, it's been for, for one month and a half. People have been saying you already have the apes, you already have the gutter cat gang, you already have this. Why do you want more projects? Just build on what's existing. And maybe we are we are one of that we took the risk actually to do it. Yeah. Maybe we are one too many. Uh, so I think it's gonna be soon too many. Everybody says that. It's so easy to say that. Maybe it's gonna last for too many. Yeah, but seriously, no if someone comes tomorrow with an incredible innovative thing that no one has done before, I think it's gonna work because people like fresh things and people like utility. They want to see that this, especially people buying collectibles, they don't wanna buy collectibles that have no purpose anymore or that like they're not gonna be able to flip for a decent amount of money if you're a flipper, right? But like pe people that are here to hold the NFTs they're buying, they want to know that there's a future and that something is gonna happen on the long term so yeah i love how you're you guys have that long-term mindset i think that's very similar to the big players in the space like gary um thank you so much um to both of you uh for the time i will apologize in advance i market uh, like crazy so i will market wednesday thursday and friday you will see notifications on your personals on world of women <laughs> i am so sorry for bothering you guys it's just my marketing routine no problem no that's problem We're thank happy. you so much Thank no you. worries and be safe. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Not me. Thank you guys for, for doing this for me. Um, I appreciate you both. And I can't wait to follow your careers and you will see me in your discord. I'm, I am in your discord. So you will see me. Ah, thank what you. What's your name? What's your C name? Sina. Sina. Thank like your name then. Okay. okay thank right. you. Sina. Okay, Bye. Cool. Yes, you.